It's a kiki with John and Nick G. Gonna spill all the tea. All my LGBTs, you're in love. Cause Johnny McGovern is gay as fuck. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Gay As Fuck. I am Johnny McGovern, he who is. Sweetie, we thought that we were, that diva moments were done after Beyonce announced her new era, her new country country era. But all the other divas said, wait a minute. We are still here and we have projects to release on the schedule and we cannot push them back any further. So we will be releasing our projects, especially the one, the ageless, the frozen in time, Jennifer Lopez, who released her This Is Me Now mega movie on Amazon this week. Maybe I watched it and I read the articles. Jennifer Lopez, $20 million gamble. Why the superstar spent her own money and defied skeptics. Me, Johnny McGovern. Just like skeptics like Johnny McGovern to tell her Ben Affleck love story. Honey, this film has everything. Steampunk heart factories, Choreography by Paris Goebel, Jennifer in a bang wig, Jennifer on a motorcycle, Jennifer getting abused, Jennifer doing a dance in a glass apartment that shatters, Jennifer having comedy time with a group of diverse friends, Jennifer dancing with in different weddings with some awful wedding dresses and some cute wedding dresses. Uh, we have Jennifer doing singing in the motherfucking rain. We have so much going on. Did I mention bang wigs? It's a lot. Plus this week, Mariah and Ariana released a song. Plus, plus of gay note, Hugh Jackman and Ryan Reynolds are coming out with a movie together. We are going to be sure to be giving you the erotic fan fiction that has come out of that. There's so much to talk about, so let's, honey, get into it. Get into it. Get into it. Get into it. All right, let's just begin with the only thing we can think about. I really am shocked that I'm thinking so deeply about something that's not uh, Beyonce's country country jamboree, but I am. I am bewitched, bothered, bemused, and bewildered by Jennifer Lopez. This is me now. We just have to go there together. So take my hand. I'm going to lead you through the AI world. That is Jennifer's tribute to Jennifer and her love with Ben Affleck. This is me now. A grand orchestra score. A beautiful book. Have you ever heard the story of Alita? Have you? Have you ever seen Jennifer Lopez's face put into an AI program where the prompt is star-crossed lovers? 
Well, this is what you're going to get in the opening credits of This Is Me Now. The images of Jennifer Lopez as Alida and her lover, who we're guessing is a Ben Affleck type. Alita turned to the gods to save her from those gods were tricky what did they do j-lo so they turned her into a red flower taru found out and sank into a deep despair in the end he married jennifer garner so they turned him into a hummingbird. but when he finally was done gambling and drinking he turned into a hummingbird to find jennifer lopez Wherever she may be, as a red flower, it has been Affleck searching for J-Lo. This is me now. This is me saying, what the fuck does any of this have to do with the J-Lo album? J-Lo is starting in a dangerous manner, okay? She is out on a, a watery... Ice plane? I'm not I'm not really sure where exactly we're supposed to be. Is it a shallow lake or is it a icy plane? But she's riding fast on a motorcycle with Ben Affleck, even though it's not Ben Affleck. She's wearing a classic JLo shearling jacket, and she is just caution to the wind as this motorcycle zips through this. And we know an accident is coming. Yeah, and so does JLo. And boom, they fly, 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 fly through the air and they crash. And then suddenly we're flashing to steampunk giant heart machines breaking, exploding. And we hear the voiceover of what we learn later is Ben Affleck as a Fox News type person. And then we zip to J-Lo in the fantasy land where she's the head lady construction worker at the heart factory. And girls, all the Paris Goebel choreographed dance ladies need to dance with the rose petals because it's the rose petals that make this heart factory work. Oh, they all are dancing very hard. JLo is just like, I'm going to work at the rose petal factory. We do a lot of aggressive dance moves as work. It's part of the work. And there, there's a full meltdown going on at the heart factory, which is where we're guessing this. And the heart is powered by red rose petals and dance moves because J-Lo and the girls are not concerned that the heart is blowing up so quick. They are concerned with hitting those moves. And there's like a conveyor belt, which almost feels like Jennifer Lopez is going to try to later tell us that she's Lucille Ball and does the chocolate eating thing on the where the it's speeding up. But no, that's not what this is. Something's wrong. All the roses in the gardens, they're dying. So JLo has to do another dance in the mud. She's gardening and dancing in a sexy way, but it's also gardening. Oh, yes, it is. We're dancing in the mud in this whole section in the factory that's just full of mud. Yeah. Girls, the heart thing is breaking 
above them. Water is splashing. Jennifer Lopez is in like her own ride at Universal Studios. Water's going. The, the explosions are happening. But she's still just like verse two. Let's go. And then she gets on top of a giant wrecking ball and she's going hundreds of feet into the sky because she's just a plucky factory working lady at the love factory with the most perfect cargo pants tank and straggly hair just done to perfection you know what I'm saying now if we're thinking about the songs is there even a chorus to this song All the ladies are trying their best to save the heart by doing dance moves where they pull levers. But only one person can save it. And that is Jennifer Lopez dressed like she's in a in one of the alien movies, sort of as a Sigourney Weaver type, a Ridley type. And she has to put on her protective garment and she has to balance across a tiny beam to get to the heart. And I guess this whole factory is really based on rose petals. So she's got to bring a rose petal out to the heart machine. But regardless, literally, this place is exploding and things are are, uh, literally look like this place is about to go up. And she's still like, verse three, let's go. Now I'm going to balance beam. Everybody's watching J-Lo. It's a gigantic heart machine in a post-punk world with a lady factory where they dance they dance in the factory there's no men in this factory it's a lady factory jello has a special heart she's gonna put it back in the flower in the heart oh yeah the fact that this is like just the prelude is jennifer lopez in heart factory future alien movie excitement will she save the heart factory we just don't know she tries to put the pedal but then we're getting flashbacks to the accident is this all part of JLo's dream as she's in the middle of the accident because her heart is dying her heart is dying the flame is dying and we realize this is just a dream. Is the motorcycle accident a dream? It's a pedal factory dream. You know how much I love we don't know. But we do know JLo's wearing a bang wig. Now she's in therapy with Fat Joe. Think so. And I wanna let you know throughout this movie. Jennifer Lopez wears the most stylish cunt outfits to therapy. She's accessorized. She's together. Even Fat Joe is wearing a variety of therapist, in quotes, sweaters. But let's talk about the bang wig, because the way that we're supposed to be to know that this is not a movie about Jennifer Lopez playing herself. No, this is a movie about Jennifer Lopez playing woman. Just woman, general woman of the world. And we know it's not Jennifer Lopez because this woman has bangs. Okay? 
This character has bangs. This character also has a lot of friends who doubt her love. Because she lives in a glass apartment. And in that glass apartment is her old boyfriend. Now, remember, JLo said she had previously been in an abusive relationship and that we're assuming that this segment of Bangwig Woman's life is based on that. Now, this project was Jennifer Lopez's self-funded musical vision okay 20 million dollars she sunk into this weird green screen fantasy now once we we knew the factory was all green screen but then we as we get into this next scene we realize that all of the scenes are going to be in green screen versions of things because JLo's has a very dramatic non-hit song about getting away from her abusive lover these songs are very nothing I mean she says she was inspired by the music on her This Is Me Then album which was Jenny LeBlanc and all the rest because her kids said mom we like the music you made back then better than now and she said ouch but good ouch We go up and down. We get lost and found. Jennifer Lopez is like having a hot and cold. She's tied on a rope. And the rope, her abusive lover's pulling her. And then she's pulling him. And then she's falling in a sexy manner. And then he's hitting her. And then though there's breaking cracks in this glass apartment, sweetie. He smacked her. He walked around her. But then she's like, does she like it? Is she upset? She, we don't know because she's staying. And he's wrapping the rope around her neck. And then they are dancing more. These songs are just a disappointment. And that comes from somebody who is a Jennifer Lopez music appreciator. Okay. I feel like, I mean, there is a lot of green screen going on in this thing. I mean, the whole thing is green screen. In fact, the glass apartment completely explodes and JLo's walking through a whole broken apartment thing. And then here's where shit gets really even weirder. We go to space, okay? We go to space where the Zodiac Council, played by America's favorite sweethearts. She's smart, she's she's beautiful, and she seems so strong. Why does she always need to be with somebody? She's still searching. Mm -hmm. She needs some stability after all that emotional whiplash. Oh, it's a damn shame. Yeah, it makes me super sad. I just want to give her a big hug. Mm-hmm. We're sending her all the signs. She just can't see what they mean. It's no surprise. Humans are self-sufficient. Their technology has rendered us obsolete. Speak for yourself. Let's not give ourselves too much credit. We are the Zodiacal Council, but the stars hold all the power. The stars can speak their minds. Are looking down on JLo's life. Okay, honey, we're talking Jane Fonda. We're talking Jennifer Lewis. We're talking Kim Petras. We're talking Kiki Palmer. 
We're talking Post Malone. They're all playing different astrological signs. Trevor Noah. Now, I want to guarantee you $1 million that all of these stars never... Sofia Vergara never showed up at the same time. This is all them acting alone on a green screen and being cut together. And there's also a famous spiritualism guru whose name I'm forgetting, but who in the documentary, JLo says, cost her an additional $200,000 to get him to be in this fluff piece. We have to have a, this whole scenes of all the astrological signs keying and doing acting to no one because then none of them were there at the same time and they're each giving acting. Kiki Palmer's giving a lot of comedy acting. Sofia Vergara's just fluffing her hair. They're all doing comedy based on what astrological sign they are. But then we zip back down into J-Lo world, where after her terrible breakup from her abuse of a boyfriend in the glass building, she's met another man and she's ready to marry him in a terrible heart shape wedding gown. When I say heart shape, I mean there's a heart shape cut out around her pussy. And it's two hearts, actually. One into her stomach and one down to her pussy. And it's in the middle of the gown. It's a very strange look. But in this scene, now this is Jennifer Lopez with another non-hit. Jennifer Lopez can sing and can in a way and can make a good song. None of these are them. This one is definitely not a hit to me. And she's trying her damn best. She's looking pretty. We know she knows she she likes we like her as a bride and she's making fun of herself being married so many times because now this is the part where all of her comedy friends because these friends have a big role in this musical vision extravaganza story where they're all just not believing in the love because she keeps getting married. There's a friend who's stealing plates in her purse and her gay friend's like, what are you doing? She's dipping with the guy from Dancing with the Stars. And then we get to, I mean, we get like a whole thing where all the different weddings and she's dancing with different guys. And then, of course, all these relationships end. Now, the great thing is, is Jennifer Lopez is wearing really fantastic Gucci fashions throughout all of these trials and tribulations. And we really have a lot of extended scenes with Jane Fonda and the stars. I mean, they have Jane Fonda referencing Vanderpump Rules. Love that show. The reunion? Ah, messy. Kim Petras is playing like a bimbo version of herself. Trevor Noah is given a lot of exposition about as it's as if as if all the astro- astrological science spend all this time sitting around talking about JLo. That's why this JLo movie is JLoing so hard. Is only JLo can have the force of personality to even be able to sell us this bizarre expensive AI background generated 
a series of music videos with skits in between that cost $20 million. Now, there's a lot of acting that happens at different points, especially in the scene where drunk, tipsy J-Lo with a version of the Casper era young man Jayla comes in partying and she in it in a leopard coat. That's how you know she's a she's a party gal because it's a leopard coat and she's got a bottle. This is Jay drinking Jayla, a Jayla that never existed. But this guy is giving a full. Remember her old dancer boyfriend Casper? There, this is a full lookalike of Casper. So that's shade. That's shade because remember Casper still works with Nicki Minaj and all those all the other girls. Together to do an intervention because they're worried about her. They worried she's a sex addict and a love addict and she has a problem. But honey, JLo calls them all out too for their problemos. I have a problem. You haven't been in a relationship since the sixth grade. You go from random hookup to random hookup so you don't have to get close to anybody. You, you just think your feelings all day. You, you write romance novels in your head. They're not all in my you, head. You, you'd rather get into an argument than have sex. So, and you, you klepto, you're not even comfortable being with you. That's not all right. That's okay. That's all right. Jayla does a lot of capital A acting. with wanting to spend your but life But because with- this project is so weird and so loopy, you know, she's doing this very dramatic acting in her therapy session with Fat Joe. Now, I don't want to say that J-Lo doesn't have a sense of humor about this, because even in the scene where she's crying in the therapist thing and we think, oh, my God, you're doing so much acting. She does get cut off by Fat Joe, who tells her to, like, go to Love Addicts Anonymous. Okay, Love Addicts Anonymous. Are you kidding me? We've been doing this for years. How long are you going to keep banging your head up against the wall? Just try Let's go, Fluffy. And while she's saying that, she's wearing the fluffiest faux fur coat you've ever seen. And she has a dog named Fluffy. JLo also lives in an AI mansion that only you would find in one of those videos where you put on soothing music and it's raining and it's an AI generated gorgeous house and you think oh wouldn't it be nice to live in that fantasy house and this is where JLo lives in this movie she's a billionaireess regular woman with love problems is she supposed to be playing a version of Jennifer Lopez I guess so now she also shows her Barbara obsession just like all the girls are doing lately Beyonce Lady Gaga, Jennifer Lopez, they all want to be Barbara, and she's there lip-syncing a scene from The Way We Were with Barbara and Robert Redford in her AI, multi-billion dollar, gorgeous glass house. I know that. Well, then why? Do you think if I come back, it's going to be okay by magic? What's going to be changed? What's going to be different? We'll both be wrong. We'll both lose. Couldn't we both win? Okay, now one of the greatest scenes is when Jennifer Lopez arrives to the AI gymnasium, green screen gymnasium, to Love Addicts Anonymous, 
and she gives what I would consider to be what I'll be performing for my next audition to Juilliard College of Acting. We have a new face tonight. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Hi. I, I don't know how this works. Do I just, do I just talk? Why don't we start with why you came this evening? I haven't been sleeping well lately. I haven't I been sleeping have. well. But I never have, I guess. When I was little, I used to when share a room. When I was room little, with I used to share a room with my sister. I used to, I used to be so jealous, jealous of, her. of her because she used, she to, used to be so jealous of her. She used to sleep so peacefully like a rock. rock. And I used to just lie and there I used awake. I just thinking, lie there awake thinking. How, how does anybody, anybody sleep, sleep that, that way? way? When your heart, your heart never goes, goes to sleep. sleep. Acting, acting. I like guess I always had a restless heart. Acting, 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 um, acting, acting. I had a broken, had a heart, broken once. heart once. Long time Long ago. Long time ago. is giving you levels of acting. Like this is she's she's All taking friends, this very serious. They told me, you know, to slow down and I'm serious be by myself for a while you know take it easy you should spend some time alone I did it so here I am 10 years and three divorces later <laughs> my therapist fired me so now it's just me and fluffy <laughs> You know, I used to think that it was everybody else that was broken. But now I think... But this monologue leads us into, of course, a song. And with, again, very tough TUF choreography from Paris Goebel. Who we love, who choreographed Rihanna's Super Bowl. But in a circle here at the AI gymnasium to JLo's slow song, I just am not buying it as much. It's very like modern dance solo. And everyone's dancing in the circle and they're feeling it. And they're doing move the arm hand motion for heart breaking heart hand motion different types of people dancing in the circle it brings me to my knees i thought my life was over i thought hell could be lots of dancing at group therapy at love addicts anonymous I mean, a long version of it. Then we have a beautiful scene of Jennifer Lopez burning the love letters from her old lover. It's obviously raining and she's all wet in lingerie in front of her AI fire. And she's ripping up all the letters in a perfectly placed pink nightgown by Versace. Now, I thought she was on a carpet that was all Gucci, 
But if you look closely at the carpet, it does not say, it's not the double G's, it's J-L-O. It's a J-Lo in the Gucci style of carpet. Now, I wonder if she had to get permission from Gucci to rip off their logo in this. As she sits in the middle of her AI mansion and burns letters. There's a hummingbird knocking on her glass. She doesn't see. Now, later, we know that time has passed because she no longer has bangs. She's back to a normal J-Lo wig that we love and adore. I mean, some of these times it seems like Dale is in Dark City. Remember that movie where it was all about that put together weird planet and the creatures wake up, everyone fall asleep at midnight, and then the creatures would come out and be like, they go sleep. It looks like J-Lo lives in Dark City a little bit. Also, J-Lo walks around Dark City, J-Lo world in the most decked out Gucci I've seen. And it's almost like a Gucci ad. I feel like Gucci maybe did make her that J-Lo Gucci carpet because she's wearing so much official Gucci in this. And J-Lo keeps talking about her dreams about the heart factory. And that's the fright factory at the beginning. And later she gets confronted by baby J-Lo. Who's dirty and covered with cuts and bruises. She doesn't say anything. Does she say anything? She says, I didn't get enough love. I didn't get enough love. From mom and dad? From you. From you. And J-Lo has to hug her child self. I love you. No, you love everybody else. And even Fat Joe is moved by the metaphor of J-Lo hugging her child self. And then she sings another mid-tempo, auto-tuned to the max song. I think the same one she sang on Saturday Night Live. Do we also talk about how the Saturday Night Live thing was... First of all, I've realized that J-Lo is definitely using an autotune mic okay she's definitely using an autotune mic when she goes and performs now uh you know nobody's saying it's an autotune mic but we can tell because remember when she went on saturday night live this is a break from the uh this is me now experience but one had to mention that remember she uh ayo edibri from the bear who's a great actress on the bear somebody pulled up an old podcast clip where she was saying that J-Lo was one of her favorite scams of all time because J-Lo's performing at the half bowl, half bowl, Super Bowl halftime show. And J-Lo can't sing. She's terrible. And, of course, A.O. was hosting Saturday Night Live with J-Lo that weekend. And J-Lo said she was mortified and very sweet. She came to my dressing room and apologized with tears in her eyes, saying how terrible it was that she had said those things. She felt really badly and loved my performance because we had just done my sound check and she actually got to hear me perform my beautiful tones. And she was just like, I'm fucking so sorry. It was so awful of me. Lopez shrugs. It's funny. Or should we say, ain't it funny? I've heard similar things said about me throughout my career, so it didn't really affect me. 
Ouch. I mean, watch me have to do a film with J-Lo. One can only dream. You know what I'll do? I'll go to her dressing room and cry, too. I will. Wearing a Gucci tracksuit. Now, of course, this mid-tempo song that she's singing to her own child self is This Is Me Now. And this is where we get the roof and the rose petals are back. The heart factory rose petals. I guess we have solved the problem in the love factory because we've learned to love ourselves. That's correct. We have because we cut to JLo at the love factory and she she did it. She saved everyone. She put the flower back in there. And now the heart is turning out all the rose petals in the world and all the girls at the love factory are thrilled to now do spin moves and not such aggressive moves but still sharp moves as they throw around the rose petals on the conveyor belt they're wasting a lot of the rose petals by the way they're falling on the floor um i'm not sure how they expect the heart to work without the rose petals when they seem to be wasting a lot of rose petals. Now, eventually the heart is shining so bright that JLo and all her co-workers have to put on steampunk style sunglasses and do a dance in front of the bright light with sunglasses on. I'm sure in because there's a documentary coming out in a couple weeks about the making of this. And I've got to tell you, I think I'll probably like the making of this better than I liked the thing. But I also have to remember, would I think this is the greatest thing I'd ever seen? Maybe if I was 13-year-old Johnny McGovern, would I be living for every minute of this and J-Lo's dance breakdown? Would I feel like this is a Rhythm Nation 1814, if you will? I, I can't tell. I mean, J-Lo has definitely put her heart... There's dance breaks. There's... The, the AI work is quite impressive. I mean, really. There are movies that don't look this good with the AI as, as Jennifer Lopez does at the Heart Factory. Oh, my God. The Heart Factory is now shooting up a beam to all of J-Lo's astrological friends. And they have to put on the sunglasses, too. And all the gods are thrilled, especially Jane Fonda, who says she did it. She really did. I can't believe it. She did it. So bright. Post Malone is looking kind of cute now that he has lost his epic weight. The the real fun of this is watching all these actors act like they're acting to each other, but we know they were alone on the green screen. From the attraction of atoms to each other. We see signs of love woven into the very fabric of our nature. Okay, and then we're back on Earth. But we're at some kind of water world, future wedding that's taking place in a, like a, is it a Burning Man fantasy? There's, like, I'm not sure if we're at, like, Avatar world at walt disney world or whether we're at the luxury section of burning man or what but this is j-lo at another wedding but this time it's not her wedding but she's going to sing another song in which i really can't be sure what the chorus is supposed to be but we learn as j-lo tells her therapist in voiceover 
forgot to that ask. she went to this sci-fi wedding that had flying nice. hummingbird Glad it wasn't mine. planes made of sticks. All the friends were but there. She was okay. She was happy for the other people. Mike was so nervous. It was sweet. Did you go alone? Did you have a plus one? Just me. Felt good to be there alone. It was kind of nice seeing all those people in love. And she was feeling good. Reminded me that it's still out. And now she's. This is. This is where we go. Where it's like, honey. We're going all the way. Jayla is going all the way into her musical theater fantasy because she leaves and says, I think I'm going to take the bus. I like the rain. Magical things happen. Okay, Miss Independent. <laughs> so you still waiting for this grand sign from the universe? Always. <laughs> I'm just going to get out. And take the bus because I'm a regular woman. And he's like, it's raining. She's like, oh, I love the rain. Magical things happen. And then she does full singing in the rain. If you're too young to know the reference, the movie with Gene Kelly, the musical, I'm singing in the rain, has a very legendary sequence where he's doing just that singing in the rain swinging around lampposts splashing the water and j-lo is like singing in the rain i'll top that singing with an ai hummingbird in the rain how about that and she does a full singing in the rain tribute solo dance with ai people walk occasionally walking behind her i mean ai is the other main character in this And if I were JLo's creative director, maybe I would have sampled Singing in the Rain or something catchy. She's singing in the rain here to a very nondescript, boring song. The songs are boring. JLo, I'm so sorry that I five years ago I was on my KAF podcast and I said all of your songs were boring in the This Is Me Now when I was wrong. They were incredible. The AI Hummingbird was incredible. You're amazing. JLo is, I gotta tell you, working hard. Okay? She looks fabulous. The bang wig did so much heavy lifting. She's learned all these different dances. She is dancing in the rain. She's splishing and splashing. She's pretty much still looking ageless, but we can see her face move. She doesn't look like a weird, weird creature. She looks like a beautiful, vibrant woman. I mean, now she's really, you know, she's got to step it up because Demi Moore is 60 looking good. But I don't know, is Demi Moore going to be doing all these fucking dances with AI hummingbirds in the rain at the Heart Factory and jumping and twisting and dipping and doing? I don't think so. I mean, the estate of Gene Kelly should sue, but this is actually, uh, that's not the case because this is an MGM production. And I believe Singing in the Rain is an MGM picture. So she had full control. Now, finally, after we're singing in the rain, we have J-Lo back at the Burning Man Fantasyland wedding. And she, we see on her neck, she has a hummingbird tattoo. 
And out of the corner of the screen, we see a man, his shoulder and his chin, a man that we know, and his name is Ben Affleck. And as J-Lo says, Have you ever heard the story? Have you ever heard the story? And we realize that Jennifer is Teru. She's the hummingbird because Ben Affleck has a red rose in his shirt. Girl, that's why she got back together. The end. And then we end with more AI credits. This was directed by Dave Myers, who did some of Missy Elliott's best. I think all of Missy Elliott's really amazing videos. Jennifer did finance this movie. She wrote it with other people. She produced it. She learned all the dance moves. She fit into all the dresses. She approved that weird heart dress, but choreography by Paris Goble, as well as three other choreographers. Inspired by the album This Is Me Now by Jennifer Lopez. Starring Jennifer Lopez as artist. Fat Joe as therapist. Jane Fonda as Sagittarius. Trevor Noah as Libra, etc., etc., etc. This is, I've now watched it twice. And. I don't, I don't, I do not like it any better. I can just respect the hustle that it took to do this because had this album had songs that weren't like, as the kids say, H&M dressing room music, I feel like this might have affected me more. I mean, one of the reasons that we all love Lemonade and Beyonce is that those were fucking incredible songs that also she did the videos to on those visual albums. And these songs are very like, I couldn't, I couldn't tell you other than the single, which is can't get enough, can't get through. Look, I can barely sing it. And I just heard it moments ago because they can't get enough. You know it, baby. That's the only one because I've, it's been hitting me on the internet. The rest of these they all sound like this then they sound like this and then they sound like this her voice is very what it is it is what it is but let's look at the positive her hair is flowing in this her bang wig is on a point her fashion is yes her emoting is emotating her acting is acting with the capital uh she is trying to give us a wink it's so bad but also we gotta give it up (laughs) it's a combo of so many things but it is bizarre bloated now she sold this to Amazon but I cannot imagine that Amazon paid her $20 million for this. Maybe. But then again, but then again, 
But then again, this was not. This is number one on Amazon. So, what's it worth? Nobody's offering me any million for anything, so I have no way to even relate. Like, is that a real number? I do not know. <clears throat> well, J Lo, this is you then being weird in the Heart Factory. Saving the day as a sci-fi heroine slash abused woman slash regular gal slash love addict anonymous slash Gucci wearer slash comedy actress slash uh, love addict in a leopard coat. And then at the very end of the credits, we find out that that weird commentator on screen giving you some kind of Trumpy Fox show. News ranting I'm lonely. dystopian it future news person is Ben Affleck in facial prosthetics. Even though the waitress was mean as a diabetic honey badger. Because only you can let the love in your heart die. We know. Jennifer Lovelace loves to do that. Like the numb. Well, J-Lo, uh, she's done it. She said Ben Affleck saw her final cut last year, and he said, you made a movie for you. You made a great movie. You did it. Lopez's eyes messed up. Honestly, I don't care what happens now. That's the biggest kind of compliment I could get. Now, I am interested, as I said before, to see the making of this because this show is all green screen and there's a lot of dancing and a lot of hair acting and a lot of makeup and all many things I do enjoy. Uh, diva behavior, being cute. So I will be watching that. But this is weird. It is a large scale something. But it's very J-Lo, and it's very gay as fuck. Okay, in other news, the once unthinkable happened, sweetie. The once unthinkable happened. Ariana Grande, who I've been living for with Yes And on her country video that pays tribute to Paul Abdul, Cold Hearted Snake, released the remix to Yes And, which featured the one and only Mariah Carey. Now, people have not been kind about this from what I've seen on TikTok. Uh, in fact, there were some comments that were like showing the chart position on Spotify being like 123 and going down. And someone saying they need to put Mariah back frozen and save her until next Christmas. And then someone else said, in fact, next Christmas, let's support Brenda Lee instead. Ouch. I'm not sure if this Ari and Mariah duo hit for other people, but for me personally, I loved it. I actually got a little bit emotional for Ariana when I saw this happening, because if you remember, Ariana Grande was basically a Mariah Carey tribute act in the very beginning. I mean, before she had her own style, and I'll tell you for sure, 100%, she eventually got a style that is very her. But if we go back to her first song, that's a straight up Mariah Carey 
ripoff. I mean, I, I think for many months, I thought it was Mariah Carey and then found out it was this new girl, Ariana Grande. And you know who didn't like that at that time? Mariah Carey, okay? Just like Whitney Houston didn't like it when people said Mariah Carey sounded like her, Mariah Carey did not like when people said Ariana Grande sounded like her. Darling, darling, darling. No, I don't know her. No, she never, I don't know her. But she definitely didn't see it or see her for many years. And you know that was something that Ariana definitely wanted. Like, Mariah's one of her biggest heroes. But much like Whitney, who also gave in and said, you know what, oh, Mariah, we're going to do a duet on When You Believe, and then we'll do a funny skit at the VMAs where we're wearing the same dress. I'll have a sweat rag on mine, and you can have a ripaway dress on yours. Eventually, Mariah did acknowledge Ariana Grande and had her do that hey santa song with her and jennifer lopez which i just gotta tell you is a delight and their little thing they did on the her christmas special a delight come on and so i was quite excited to hear this mariah ariana mashup and it's enjoyable now there's a couple things it's a remix in the way well, I was going to say it's like a 90s remix, but, you know, there's one of two ways you can do a pop remix. One is you just release the song again with the new person's vocals on whatever part they're doing and they're harmonizing with the original and they're just doing their thing on top of basically the original. Then there's that sort of recreation remix where it's almost a fully different song, but you're singing some of the same melody lines. I mean, even Mariah herself often did that, where she made a remix like, you know, for something that was so different than the original, but had all the same lyrics and whatever. I mean, she really did this with great with house music. Girl, if you ever want to get into Mariah's remixes, the era to get into is the late 90s early aughts mariah i mean the remixes she did f for anytime anytime you need a friend remix are you kidding me if you love screaming black divas like i do and you love gospel style background vocals and you love house music then you will love anytime you need a friend the remixes or even when she would do, you know, like a Diddy type remix or, you know, not to mention a saxophone, but you know what I'm saying? That, that era where like they would recreate the song. This is not that. This is the, the latter thing where it's basically they sent Mariah, yes, and, and then Mariah went into the studio and sang some of her own parts over it. And she re-sings the chorus and she does some riffs and she does verse two and with some new lyrics, I think. And then there's some harmonies and stuff, but what we're missing is the joy of what we would hope would happen when Ariana and Mariah got together in person to record this. And then the video could have just been the recording session of them having being cute, wearing jean shorts, mini jean shorts and eating ice cream cones as they recorded the song and celebrated their anniversaries and both wore high ponytails. That would have been cute. Instead, we got one TikTok 
where Ariana sort of swung the camera over to Mariah and she was, you know, showing us that she was hitting the extra, extra high notes at the beginning. And I could have used that through the whole thing. I it was I think also some people don't understand what parts are Ariana and what parts are Mariah. Now, you have to sort of be a dummy to not know. But I've heard people talking about it being like, "Ooh, Ari's really going for those double high notes in the beginning, honey. That's Mariah. That's the whole point. I liked it. I played it in the car the other day with a friend and we shook our shoulders back and forth. And I enjoyed it. Mariah, some people were ripping on Mariah's voice, saying she sounds bad, but what she what her her voice does sound a little deeper. She's giving a rich tone in this. And she's still singing the fucking high notes. I mean, it's good. Why? I mean, Ariana's Grande's own fans were like, Ari, why did you even release this? She knows we're only streaming the original. What kind of fans are those? How boring to have fans be against you. Can you just show some fucking support? And Mariah, she's earned it. She invented the style. She invented the language. In other Ariana Grande news, um, <laughs> now we all know she's dating the guy who played SpongeBob SquarePants on Broadway, and I guess he's in the new movie of Wicked. Now, I did see the Wicked trailer, and um, though I'm not a Wicked queen, meaning I've never seen the Broadway show Wicked, though I've seen like Defying Gravity or whatever on a million shows, and I've seen people different people sing it, and I, I'm aware but I've never seen the whole musical. So I will be interested to see the Wicked movie. People said that it looked a little too low budge or I don't know. They said it looked like sort of one of those Disney live action movies, which isn't low budge. They didn't like the look of it. I thought it looked great. I love Ariana Grande and Cynthia Riva, so I'm interested in that. But regardless, he's, I believe, in this as well. Now, the interesting thing was, um, since he's been getting so much attention, not only for apparently leaving his wife for Ariana Grande, which caused a little controversy, uh, he's also appearing in an old viral clip, which bears the logo of amateur adult site Gay Hoopla. And shows a shirtless Slater and another man getting an argument over money and momentarily wrestling while an unfazed woman looks on. But it is not actually a gay hoopla video. It is a video from an independent comedy short where this guy what's his name Ethan Slater 
Ethan Slater mm-hmm. with Ethan Slater is shirtless in this thing where he's wrestling the other guy and somebody slapped on the gay hoopla logo. But what it does do more importantly than whether or not he was in a amateur gay wrestling video, it lets us see why Ariana might be interested in this young man. The acting, the acting level of this is that of gay hoopla. But what is a grade is the body on Ethan Slater. And now we understand, you know, we know Ariana likes to do 34, 35 and all the rest. She, Fuck me up, up all night. Fuck me until the light. Mm-hmm. And honey, I bet she is riding this muscle, little muscle package for all the stuff. Hmm. Zendaya showed up at the premiere of Dune in Europe wearing the Mugler robot outfit. Homosexual alert. Homosexual alert. The Mugler robot outfit has been removed from the archives and is on the red carpet. Honey, if there's a duo that is still doing it, it is La Roach and Zendaya. Now, we all know La Roach pulled the stunt queen move when he felt like he was being disrespected by the labels and said, I've retired from being a stylist. I'm a medium personality now. I'm not a stylist anymore, but he's still styling Zendaya. And anytime a woman of that beauty and that tight of a little figure breaks into the Mugler archive to pull out the robot armor outfit, you know faggots are going to live. And one of them being me, Johnny McGovern. I live. I live. I love. And I also enjoyed that Law Roach took a bow. He was wearing a hood like it was Obi-Wan Kenobi of fashion. And also did a little photo with her on the carpet. Because I mean, I'm not a stylist in the background anymore. I'm Law Roach, media personality and drag race co-host. He was pretty great on drag race, too. Definitely giving us... <laughs> Where he said to Geneva Gar, the legs on that doll are RuPaul, but you're giving the legs of Danny DeVito. Oh, my God. This is what I want to see. I mean, thank you, Law Roach, for some delightful shade. And finally... Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman have Deadpool and Wolverine coming out to theaters and actually does look pretty good. But of course, this made me think of not only the blind item that supposedly said, remember, that that allegedly Ryan Reynolds is the type of bisexual who, after he gets drunk, will get a little extra gay and had a one erotic evening with Hugh Jackman after the Oscars one year. But it also made me think of the large amount of erotic fan fiction that was going to be written about Deadpool and Wolverine. And honey, (laughs) I was not disappointed by what I went, what I found when I went looking to see if there was any of that going on. In a story called Because It's You, the summary is, Ryan wants to try how it feels to have Hugh inside him. He soon discovers that it's really painful and yet very pleasurable. 
Ryan laid on the bed naked, responding back to the sweet kisses Hugh was giving him. He was softly and gently touching Hugh's strong and hairy arms as Hugh brushed the back of his palm against his neck in a very tender way. The Canadian spread his legs wider to give Hugh more space between them as they were engaged in a very hot and intense frottage session. Frottage session. Ryan was moaning inside Hugh's mouth. He was having a feeling that he had never experienced in his life before that strength of loving someone completely and giving into that feeling even when you swore to God you would never do it. Hugh, let me please, he begged at the Australian. Hugh looked back at him with a sad, worried expression. It will not be easy, darling. I'm too big for any hole, be that male or female. No one can take it, he said as he stroked his face lovingly. And if you do, it will hurt like hell, and I don't want you to be hurt, he said as he kissed the Canadian on the lips. Ryan kissed him back and smiled. I know. But I don't care. I love you, and that's why I want to do it. I don't care about the pain I'm going to suffer. I care about being yours. Plus, if I never do it, I'll never get used to it, he said with a naughty smile. Hugh sighed heavily <sighs> and gave into it. He lowered himself to the most private and virgin part of Ryan's body. He kissed the tight pucker, making Ryan squirm in pleasure as he let his tongue run wild on the entrance of the anus. I mean, wow. Uh, there are literally like tens and twenties of anything you want to know about Deadpool and Wolverine fucking Hugh and Jack, Hugh and Ryan as Deadpool and Wolverine role playing uh, fucking. I mean, it's it's there for your erotic pleasure i guess Hot as fuck. another trailer that i thought was very interesting was jake gyllenhaal in roadhouse now the original roadhouse is a movie with patrick swayze and the thing i remember about it most is that when shirtless long mulleted patrick swayze is having a fight with some biker guys in like the parking lot of the roadhouse where he's the security guard. The guy says, I used to fuck guys like you in prison. I used to fuck guys like you in prison. And then Patrick Swayze in a homo in a homosexual panic kills him. Now I'm adding in the homosexual panic, but if some of you kill someone right after say they say that they used to fuck guys like you in prison, that could feel like a homosexual panic type of move. Anyway, in this this new version of Roadhouse does seem to look a lot more interesting than the Patrick Swayze Roadhouse. And Jake Gyllenhaal does what Jake Gyllenhaal always does when he needs some more attention. He got hot again. Congratulations. You did a workout again. You took some creatine. Because Jake Gyllenhaal is like 43, but honey, he's looking frozen in time. And that body, he's built stacked on some muscle for this movie. And he's shirtless a lot in this movie. And I believe he's acting against some kind of WWE wrestling person and i feel like there's gonna be a lot of erotic fan fiction about the two of them having anal love if you know what i mean now i was going now if you remember from our blind item show jake gyllenhaal supposedly was called out a lot for his slutty ways in the 
early aughts blind items blogs by Tassa, Ted Casablanca, where he was known as Toothy Tile, who had affairs with men and women, including um, Hugh Jackman, supposedly was one of Toothy Tile's lovers. One time, my friend Sam Pancake for many years lived in the guest house of beautiful comedy celebrity Busy Phillips. And one time, uh, we were hang- Sam and I were hanging out, and he said, oh, Busy's having some friends over and told us to come by when we got back. So we walked up to the main house, and we opened the door. And as we opened the door, someone else opened the door to leave. And who was it? Anne Hathaway. That's right. Anne motherfucking Hathaway. She said, oh, hi. And we're like, oh, hey. And then we were like, oh my God, that was Anne Hathaway. So then we go inside to the living room where we meet up with Busy, her husband, Jake Gyllenhaal, Scarlett Johansson, and Mike White, who created later White Lotus. But at this time, it was when he had just done Survivor. Was it awkward? Yes, it was. But did we still all stick around and play a game of celebrity together where you have to try to give someone clues as to what celebrity you're talking about? Yes, we did. Did we have to give Jake Gyllenhaal clues about a woman he just dated, Taylor Swift? Yes, we did. Did Jake and Scarlett jump away from the game early to wash the dishes? Yes, they did. And I don't mean wash the dishes like they go fuck in the bathroom. I mean, I think they were like, let's get away from these strangers and we'll be normals and wash dishes. How about that? Great idea. Uh, he seemed like I felt like him and Scarlett. This was maybe when they were starting to date. Did they date? I believe they did. Well, the vibes were there. OK. And he was very handsome. And Sam and I fucked him in the ass that night. No, just kidding. If only. Um, no, he went and washed dishes and never saw him again. Um, I didn't get a vibe that he was toothy tiling with uh, men in that situation. But, you know, who knows? He's an actor. He could have been acting. And last but not least, I forgot to mention the real thing of interest from the Super Bowl. And it was when... When Christian McCaffrey did that little NFL tunnel walk that they all do. Now, first of all, why didn't anyone tell me about the tunnel walk? If you don't know what I didn't know is I think before big games or is it after big games? It's pregame. When they're arriving to the game, the players kind of have this tunnel that they walk down and they get their photograph taken and they all show up in the hottest looks because it's kind of like a photo call. And there's lots of designer wear and big and fancy bags and whatever on display. Well, the 49ers Christian McCaffrey was shot in a tight black pinstripe suit carrying a $60,000 Hermes bag, honey. A men's Hermes giant bag. He was wearing a Ralph Lauren purple label suit and this mega men's HAC Birkin. Now that bag is actually based on the is actually older than the Birkin. Now they've been making it again and blowing it up in Birkin size for the men. It's a size forty, and it retails for sixty two thousand six hundred and fifty dollars. Uh, 
honey i want to tell you it looks good walking down that hall with him yes it does if you can cop one do so because a giant men's birkin is the most cunt accessory you can have and i never thought i'd see a cunt accessory on the nfl football photo call tunnel but honey here we are Well, if you enjoyed today's show, please, uh, sweetie, send me a nice DM. Say, I've been really enjoying the show. Keep it up. Or leave me a nice review on iTunes. Say, like, Johnny is just doing it. He's still got it. I love it. Or whatever. And if you really want to hear more of me, baby, I'm still podcasting up to three times a week over at patreon.com slash gayest of all time. We are about to do Celebrity Big Dicks Part 2. Part 1 was a smash hit. Me and Adam Joseph did a deep, deep dive into the music side and our predictions for the album of Beyonce's new country country era. I've been following Erica Tour's adventures in Tinder dating and things just got physical. So you're going to want to tune into that. And yeah, visit me over there and uh, we can get close, closer than close. This is me on Patreon. All right, everybody, meet me at the Heart Factory. And don't forget to bring the rose because the Heart Factory cannot run without the pedals. And do not forget the bang wig. See y'all next week on Gay as Fuck. Bye, baby. Track record so clean, they couldn't wait to just bash me. I must be getting too flashy. Y'all shouldn't have let the world gas me. It's too late, cause I'm here to stay, and these girls know that I'm nasty. I sent her back to her boyfriend with my handprint on her ass cheek. City talking, we taking notes. Tell him all to keep making posts. Wish he could, but he can't get close. OG so proud of me that he choking up while he making toast. I'm the type that you can't control. Said I would, then I made it so. I don't clear up rumors. Where's y'all sense of humor? I'm done making jokes, cause they got old like baby boomers. Turn my haters to consumers. I make vets feel like they juniors. Say your time is coming soon, but just like Oklahoma. Mine is coming sooner. I'm just a late bloomer. I done peak in high school, I'm still out here getting cuter. All these social networks and computers got these pussies walking around like they ain't losers. I told you long ago on the road, I got what they waiting for. from nothing, dog. Get your soul. Just tell them ain't laying low. You was never really rooting for me anyway. When I'm back up at the top, I wanna hear you say. Johnny McGovern is gay as fuck!
great, uh, great gowns, beautiful gowns.